0: I saw this post right now. We'll talk about QHC, of, of course, but this post just kind of came up on my feed on Instagram just before we talked, and it says it's a quote, quote, quote. Yeah, my English is is still in Kazakhstan, um, <laughs> where I was born. Uh, the quote <laughs> says, "You can't get any more like yourself than you are, than you already are." Yes. Does that resonate?
1: Yes, I actually made the post. Like, I wrote that.
0: (laughs) I know. I know you made it. Okay. Okay. But but my immediate reaction is but what about, what about like, we are perfect. We don't need improvement. I get that. But also, like, what about working out or like eating healthier?
1: Yeah. Well,
0: or QHHD, even like remembering a certain past life to, get rid of either a trauma or satisfy certain curiosity about yourself to know yourself better, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, it's more of just a post pointing to like accepting yourself for what you are. And like, cause a lot of those things like working out or eating better people do them cause they don't feel good about themselves and they're mm-hmm. trying to do it to have a better self image. But that post is kind of pointing to like accept yourself as you are right now and then yeah. whatever action you take will be from a place of love rather than like you're seeking that love.
0: You should have added that <laughs> at the end, like a little line, like a p p p s. PPS. Um, yeah, yeah. But also I mean, eat, eat, eat that salad today or whatever it is that you think is healthy <laughs> for you. <laughs> or do do exercise a little bit but i i totally understand that yeah it's it's like you're right because there's so many people even if they achieve a certain like super strong body level or whatever it is right then they have this moment of like what was i doing this for Mm -hmm. was it was it for my health or or was it just for the for the looks i'll get and the comments i'll get of how pretty and whatever you are you know yeah so so i get it okay you want to talk about QHST? how did you how did you come to it because how old are you uh
1: i'm, I'm sorry, 19 I,
0: usually, Okay. usually it's not a good question from a guy to a girl to ask, but, <laughs> no but, it's all good yeah but how did you my fir- i'm 32 right now i found doubt about Qt when i was 25 yeah yeah I think around 2026, 20, something like that. And how I found it, I was just like thinking me and my wife were talking about like diseases and different things and medicine and where it's going. And we just kind of thought, and, and then I was kind of pondering on that. And I thought, why can't, is there something like of a, like a spontaneous healing or like something that takes, Like it doesn't take so long to, to heal. Like, why is it such a, hard process sometimes to to heal physically or mentally or whatever it is and i think i googled that question like spontaneous quick healing or something like that yeah because there is even in medicine in like mainstream medicine there's a known fact like uh i don't know what it's called i forgot like spontaneous remission or something like that like even like proper doctors say that it sometimes happens like they test the person they see cancer and then after a week it might completely be gone you know so mm-hmm. like they don't know what happened and, and those ideas also led me to writing that question in in mother google that knows everything and then some reason qhht articles and dolores cannon came about and that's how i f- found out about her and then we me and my wife we did the course and we practiced a little bit she practiced a lot i realized that i don't have the patience to sit with people for four hours mm-hmm and then but i i believed in the practice because it was done on me like five times and i did it on other people five times like not a lot but even those few times it was like wow this is amazing so how did Mm -hmm. you come to to it at 19
1: yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's been a journey for sure um well i just finished high school and I was all signed up and ready to go into university. I was going to take uh, my Bachelor of Science in Biochemistry. Um, I was all up in the science and math. that's That was like my jam. But, um, you know, the time came when I was supposed to choose my classes. And I just felt this This huge feeling in me, like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I do not want to do this. Like, I need to find another path. So, I just dropped it right then and there. Like, I was, I already paid my tuition deposit and everything, Mm -hmm. but I just like pulled out and was like, no, like, I'm not gonna go into this. And when I'm not feeling like I want to do it.
0: So, I pulled out from like seven, sorry, I'm interrupting. I pulled out from like seven different programs. Yeah. And then I switched to university and then I went for a week and then I said, no, I'm not doing this.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was at the point where I was like, if I'm not doing something that I love, then I'm not doing it at all. Like, I need to find whatever it is. So, um, I should mention um, my mom, she had had her spiritual awakening in 2018. So, Um, she was kind of sharing these ideas and concepts involved in spirituality and awakening with me as I was nearing the end of my high school years. So I was starting to be, my mind was starting to be open from my perspective Mm. that I was in. So I was already very open to like what other possibilities and what else could be out there
0: let's just say that like spiritual awakening like how do you understand it because it could there could be like stages sometimes it's yeah it's like a lot and so a person feels like this is this is a crazy experience sometimes it's just gradual little things happen like synchronicity something happens gradually that we we start thinking about life in a completely different way sometimes it's like a complete shock so yeah Or, or sometimes it's a very super christian thing I saw yeah. Jesus, Jesus came to me. Yeah. You know, like, different things.
1: Yeah, my my mom, I, I think she mentioned, I haven't actually, I don't know exactly what happened to her that caused the awake. Oh, yes, I do. Actually, I just remembered. She started reading one of Dolores Cannon's books, actually. Hmm. She read The Three Waves of Volunteers, and, like, from then on, she just, went down like this it was like a snowball effect of like oh my gosh all of this is making sense and all these things started connecting for her and for me i actually wasn't even interested in dolores canon or anything of that sort at at the start i was i was quite resistant actually because um you know i had this i didn't know what to think about life and the world but what she was saying was just like I don't know. I don't know, mom. I'm, I'll, I, I believe that you're having that experience, but I don't know anything about it. She, well, was, she was getting, yeah. like, synchronicities and seeing angel numbers and um, just receiving messages intuitively. And she would tell me and my dad about this, and we were kind of like, I don't know, but okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with you. We'll see what happens. And then, yeah, after some time... I started having synchronicities and then I started getting messages and started taking more interest in it. And then it actually became real for me too. Um,
0: I think it's normal to resist like initially, yeah. it's like, a it's good skepticism. I think it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But like you, I think it brings you back to like level-headedness. You don't want to be too like uh, fanatical about anything, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah so, so so and then um yeah did so, your mom
0: do qht like was or because no, she knew she, the worst, she never did it yeah she
1: wanted to she, she just wanted to have a session she wasn't really interested in practicing the technique she just wanted to have a session for herself oh, yeah, but, th-
0: that's what i meant yeah the session
1: yeah but she never ended up doing it i i don't know why because she was super super into it once I started practicing it. she's like, yes, let's have a session. Now we kind of have sessions all the time. <laughs> um, oh, you,
0: you do it on her?
1: Yeah, I do it with her. Yeah, we okay. kind of have this exchange going on. She, she's a tattoo artist. So oh, cool. she'll give me a tattoo and then I'll give her a session. <laughs> but, that's, that's funny, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. Do you,
0: do you get tattoos from your past lives? Like, the witch? You- like, from your past lives, like, for example, you were someone and then you get a tattoo of that? No. Imagine? No?
1: No, I, I just, she she just, me and her work together and create a design usually. That's just how it goes. Like, I have a lotus flower on my back and then um, I have the lion and the lamb on my shoulders right now. And then I just recently got, like, a sound wave tattoo for... Because I love music and playing music, so yeah, it's just kind of whatever I feel. That's how I'm doing the designs.
0: Maybe her interest and awakening happened so that you can get into this stuff right where, when you had to make a choice of university and or -hmm. something else.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we've we've talked about that, and Mm -hmm. that has definitely come forward. Like she awakened at that time, so I could also have my. Yeah awakening at this time. So yeah, it was all perfect. We always talk about how amazing it happened. But um, yeah, so I was finishing up high school and then going to go into university. And then I dropped out there. (laughs) And then I didn't really know what I was doing with my life. Like I was kind of like, okay, and I decided I was going to go volunteer at a few places to kind of see like, where where my skills can be used and what I can do in the world. So I like, I volunteered at the boys and girls club. It was like a, what do they call me? A program staff. And I did that for a while. And it was during that job that I finally had picked up the same Dolores Cannon book that my mom had read. Like it it took about a year and a half before I could actually pick it up and read it for myself but once I did it was like wow why didn't I read this sooner <laughs> yeah I, I finished that book in a week like I was like every day every minute I had free time I'd be reading that book and just like absorbing all of that information in there and or um, two he was reading it and once we both finished the book he he suggested to me, he was like, Why don't you learn the technique? Why don't you check it out and then just see what, what happens? And I wasn't even considering it. I was I was just like wanting to maybe have a session and that oh. was it. But once I looked into it, it was like it was like it was all set up perfectly. I had just enough money saved to buy the first course. And I was look at the time, I was looking for something to do and to like put passion into and this kind of just came at that perfect time so um but don't get me wrong I was very skeptical jumping into QHHT like
0: again I think it's that's like a perfect way to jump into a course especially that you have to pay for like you want to see if it actually brings you value if it's actually a good thing to do like you don't want to just blindly go into it
1: yeah 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 um so yeah did,
0: did you have a did you have a, like sessions on you before you took the course no no I didn't yeah, we, we did the same thing we me and my wife like we got read her books like I mostly just purchased them like on uh, like ebooks and I like I devoured them like a mm-hmm. few months so I like devoured all of them not all of them there's a few that I didn't still read um but my favorites one were, were the Jesus books I don't know I somehow like connected yeah. to them a lot really like that and then they started like mormons would come to our home knock on their door and i would they would like preach their stuff i would give them a, a jesus book from dolores <laughs> i would like I, awesome. would, I would yeah I would, never got those books back and then we went for some reason like someone is having like a baptism or something i don't remember what it was and we went there with my wife and i brought that book too and i gave it to the pastor like and I always find it amazing how, like, closed off they are to, like, new information. It's sold by mm-hmm. the book, by one book from 2,000 years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: It can, yeah. it has a lot of messages, but 2,000 years ago, like, ten, within 10 years, like, our history can be rewritten by people, you know? Mm-hmm. And what happened to the Bible in 2,000 years? It's crazy. Yeah. And just to have an open mind to read something else about Jesus... Yeah, I I found it always fascinating how, like, they're so closed and just wanted to live. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone needs to do either meditation by themselves. They either need to do a psychedelic drug or they need to do QHHT. (laughs) There's there's three options, I think. (laughs) And they're all very, like, different levels of, um, you know, like, uh, quickness to achieve a certain thing. Like, meditation by yourself is the slowest one. But it's like it doesn't require anything. You don't need to pay anyone. You are just there. And you gradually will, will get to the same place. Even memories can from like past lives or whatever could come from sitting still meditation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Then QHHT is more like guided. It's om- I always kind of refer it to a guided meditation. Mm-hmm. Like you talk to the person for two hours. Then it's like a two-hour or so. Like like more or less. Um, guided meditation it's you're not allowing you're you're not allowing for the person to fall asleep and to like defocus and and think about something else or completely fall asleep you know you're Mm -hmm. guiding them through through that focus of remembering you know accessing a certain information within themselves that it's already it's always there you know yeah I think that's what a practitioner is Mm -hmm. because I I kind of wanted to define what QHST is what the practice is and it, it's basically, that's what it is, right? You're guiding the person to remain in that focus, to remember whatever is necessary for them at this moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, 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 yeah. just last thing. And it's not like, it, it. as a practitioner, as long as you know that guidance, the, the safe way, way in and way out of like, safely taking the person through those memories, asking the right questions, it's like a lot is just based on the person what they need right now like it's not it's not up to you as the practitioner like it's Mm -hmm. not even your job you know yeah yeah to like force anything or uh, on them
1: yeah yeah Dolores she always says that we're more like a facilitator of the whole experience so we're just Mm -hmm. asking questions the whole time of what the person is experiencing and feeling and they're the ones that are actually like taking you on the experience, and you're just there, kind of trying to piece it together and understand what they're experiencing, and and then connecting to the subconscious or the higher self to get that answer directly and just clarify that and get it on the recording for them so that they can hear it after.
0: Yeah, I just had a random thought that AI, artificial intelligence, probably eventually will take your job as a QHD practitioner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> because
0: I, I I don't know why I had this like you know, because I thought about like guided meditations and how like you listen to a guided meditation of a recording, the person can't ask you questions. But what if there's uh, an app or whatever, artificial whatever it is, right? It listens to you what you say and then comes back like Dolores canon and, and asks you a question. And it's this continuous flow of QHHT brought to you by AI. <laughs> yeah, That's
1: it would crazy. have to be pretty, yeah. Like, cause the questions you ask are like, they're also intuitive. Like the practitioner needs to be, needs to understand what's going on to be able to ask the proper questions. Like a part of the course, is uh, the QHHT course is just learning how to ask the right questions and like what you should be looking for, and yeah, so the AI would need to be able to be pretty intuitive. I think
0: it would be, but don't underestimate uh, Elon Musk's abilities of creating that kind of AI, or yeah. not just Elon Musk, <laughs> other other stupidly genius people. You know, like there's. I think it's possible eventually. Maybe that's what Atlant- Atlanteans had. Who knows? Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Because we don't know how advanced they were. But the uh, the only thing is that they were, weren't were probably so like external technology-based. They were more internal. Mm-hmm. So maybe they did did do more QHST with people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've always no? thought about the Atlanteans. Is...
0: Atlanteans. They had
1: these abilities that they practiced. That's like, or just they were more internal with their yeah. society. I've been meaning to read this one book. It's, um, it was written by one of the one, a QHHT practitioner. She wrote this book all about Atlantis and all the things that she's, um, found from her sessions about Atlantis. I've been meaning to read that book because it seems interesting. It's I think it's called A Journey to Atlantis or something. But um,
0: I, I haven't seen it. I sk- I like scrolled through the Ozark Mountain, uh, yeah. website with the books because I kind of And I ended up uh, seeing Guy Needler's books, so I'm like on reading his books right now. History of God, but that book is he. He was uh, initially. Um, I think was was electrical engineer like he worked as me. so all his books are super kind of technical talking about god and how creation all that stuff so it, it's like sometimes it's like i read a page and i'm like do i remember even a sentence from what he just said you know like <laughs> it's so it's so technical yeah but, but it's a very very interesting and read but i also want someone to i always talk to my wife and house like when is i constantly like type in an instagram hashtag qhhd And I wanted to see someone like you, like 19, 20-year-old, like posting reels and like making it fun, you know? Because a lot of it is so, like a year ago, right now there's a lot more of that stuff. And I really, really wanted more like younger people to do this. Because imagine like that, exactly what you experienced in the transition of like deciding what university to go to, college to go to, and QHHT, and how much like that age also needs to like, understand something deeper about themselves to make that decision Mm -hmm. what if it's not what if it's not science or math maybe it's like i don't know completely something different that if they do they might realize within themselves and they would do something else yeah you know
1: yeah well
0: so i'm glad to see you doing those those videos and reels making it fun and relatable too Mm because there's a lot of old people doing qhsd and we need like younger people
1: (laughs) yeah that's that's what i was feeling too like even when i was doing the course it was like uh (laughs) it was like i was able to latch on pretty quickly and so it was it was almost like at parts i was like okay okay let's let's keep moving let's keep moving like (laughs) i just i was able to learn it very quickly and I think when you're younger, maybe that's, it is a little bit easier to learn quicker, quick more quickly. But yeah, um, yeah, that's kind of been my my idea with what I post online too, is like, there's not a lot of people in this field sharing content in those channels, like Reels or like TikToks.
0: So if I can get out there,
1: yeah, yeah. So if I can get out there and share that with people, like that's awesome. This I would love everyone to know about this technique. It's amazing.
0: Me too. That's why I want to record like a podcast with uh, like all the QHD practitioners because I believe in that practice. But I'm I just I'm honest with myself and I know, like I tried sitting with people like that and I'm too I'm too like quick to talk even like I did it well like people liked how I was doing it. I like toned it down. And, like, how I talk and, like, because you need to be, like, somewhat hypnotic, you know? Like, you, the way you talk, the, it's not like talking in regular conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I really did not have the patience to do that with one person for four hours. Yeah. So, like, me recording podcasts with you and other other practitioners. There's Carlos. He, re, he re, writes it in Spanish. And we almost recorded a podcast, and then, like, it fell through. But, like, I really want to record with him. And, like, I follow you, so I know who you're following, who are doing content. And so I'll try to get to all of them and, and record as much as possible different experiences.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, well, there's actually a lot of practitioners yeah. in, in the world right now, like... um yeah, every time I go onto the QHHT website, it's like it says at the bottom, like two hundred people registered for level one today, or like five hundred people registered for level one. So people are like, it seems to be growing quite rapidly.
0: Yeah, I think most people remain in the level one and but don't yeah, practice, similar right. to what to, like I am. But yeah. even if they do that course. And they even if they do what I did, like I did like five sessions, and then my wife did a lot more. But even if they do that, that's huge.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it's it's worth a, it's worth the course because mm-hmm. maybe you do want to do it seriously. You just have to you just have to try it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I I love how the course is open for everybody. Like you don't need any experience in hypnosis or like anything you can just come in where you are and they teach you everything you need to know that's what i loved about it like when i signed up i was all concerned like i don't know if i can do hypnosis i don't know if i can talk to people like in that way but it's like no they show you what you need to do and you get confidence as you do it more and more or that's what i had for when i got into it so
0: well yeah and the yeah. lord said like i remember her saying that at first, she was doing the course just for, like, people who are already s- practicing hypnosis. And then she realized that she's retraining them and not takes more effort than just teaching it to some... Her technique to someone who's never done hypnosis. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and now it's, like, open to everyone. At least level one. I don't know. Level... I think level two, they... What do they do? They say, like, you need to prove that you've done, like, so-and-so sessions, right? Um... I think that's what it is. I think
1: actually just changed it actually so level two you just need to have level one completed okay and then you can register for level two but you can't get certified as a level two practitioner until you complete 25 sessions under your internship
0: so yeah there's that internship with someone or just you have to just prove that you did the 25 sessions
1: yeah like you have to input your 25 sessions on their website oh, okay and they have to be all offered free of charge like they're free sessions yeah but um yeah
0: cool um do you want to talk about the, some of the sessions you had um i can also share my first time when my wife did it on me mm-hmm. um you want to listen first and then share your thing or sure share yeah. your thing yeah uh, um so the first time my wife did it i like strongly i don't know how deep your like sessions were or whatever but i'm sure you'll like share that right now but i remember when you know how you go you go away you come back and that first thing where you're like there at that moment when you start like working um Uh, I felt like I was lying on my back, but I felt like my wrists were turned the way of what I was experiencing. So like I I was experiencing like a soldier or a fighter standing in like a big arena. Like, I don't know. I don't know what was Greece, Italy, somewhere like that. And I was about to fight and I felt like because my palms were facing down. When on the massage table that's what we were doing it like lying on my back but I felt like my wrists and hands were turned around and holding a big like stick of mm-hmm. some sort and it was it felt weird because I, I was almost like I felt like that's what I was right now and then my voice slightly changed how I was talking I was laughing a lot more like there was different things like that and uh, I I remembered everything but that experience of what it showed me the that fighter and then how he was with people around him, how he died, and then the second life that I saw was this um kind of a not a ruler but like someone within a community, also like medieval times of, of some sort, and those moments of death when you take the last moment of of um, just before you die the physical body dies, how he was it's like wow. This is just a, a, accumulated of me right now. You know, I understood a lot of of my character through those through those characters. You know, mm-hmm. and it just cl- clicked so many things of like why I am, why I act in a certain way right now because of because of those experiences and especially how they died. Mm. It was very interesting, but I never had like I went into it without. The need necessarily to like release a certain trauma or or like physical thing. What what's what was your experience like? You got into it. You started reading the book. Did you do sessions on people who had like serious things, or you're still doing session sessions just like out of curiosity? Um, the pe- people's curiosity.
1: Well, when I first started, it was more like I just reached out. Like, I was the one who reached out to people and asked them if they were, if they wanted to try it. So they were kind of just, most of the first sessions I did, people were just curious. And then mm-hmm. there were a few people who wanted to have some healing or like, and every person, of course, has questions that they want to have answered. Um, but yeah, once I started to actually, once I was certified and started practicing, um Yeah, that's when I started to start getting clients who were looking for healing or just like looking for their direction in life or trying to find clarity. And that's where the real good stuff comes through in the sessions. I love having those sessions because the messages that come through when you're in the hypnosis are just like so perfect. Like the past lives will be exactly the message. It's like the past lives are always seem to be kind of metaphoric sometimes or not like not always, but um, sometimes the past lives will be metaphoric. So this thing will happen in this life and then it just applies to their current life. Like say they have a relationship in that life that is going sour. And then it's like, Oh, that's funny. Cause their relationship in their current life is also doing the same thing. So it all connects, and it's so amazing what can come through there. But um, it,
0: it shows like repetitive cycles. Yeah. yeah. Good or good or bad? Like mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think mine were like anything bad. Like I wasn't. I wasn't remembering a memory of like being hung or like mm-hmm. I remember being killed, but it was not a traumatic thing. I remember dying young and like family around. But I was laughing and they were crying. I was like, why are you like this is not our first time to go? Like I remember that uh clearly and it just resonates to me right now too. Like at when I was sixteen, I started reading these kind of books. Like my dad brought me to these certain like not Dolores, but like other kind of psychology, philosophy, uh metaphysics kind of stuff. And it just connected right away. Like I stopped reading anything related to school high school and college books i just didn't care skipped classes and just read my own stuff yeah and it was all like metaphysical stuff like i would drive to college sit in the car read books or Mm -hmm. like go to the library find other books but like that's what i was doing and it just kept connecting connecting i couldn't read anything else except these these books which like truly felt like gave answers to like Mm -hmm. about life and how i felt about life yeah but uh, what else I wanted to say something about um, did you ever have a a session where a person doesn't remember a physical life but they go into like like my wife had a had a client where she went into colors like she couldn't get out of colors for like an hour and a half like nothing was coming she was just like (laughs) everything is purple how do you feel I feel great I feel amazing and she's like and she came out of that she she shared that client Uh, experience with me just like I didn't know she was like I don't know I didn't know what to do for an (laughs) hour and a half I was like either falling asleep myself because she was felt so amazing and great and everything felt so healing and she was just seeing colors and she like they went through like each rainbow color you know like she couldn't find anything else like like there was no other point of like okay let's go to a different life like she couldn't yeah it's just from color to color like Feelings and everything, and my wife was super frustrated. <laughs> but it was that in itself was healing because maybe that's yeah. what she needed. She needed two hours of just hanging in colors, you know, like yeah, being in that environment. Yeah, I think, I think as practitioners might like get like what the frick? I just I signed up for this course. I I'm supposed to <laughs> find out about past life regressions. I'm, I'm advertising myself as a past life regressionist. <laughs> And then this person comes and they have expectations of me of, oh, they're going to see their past life regression, but they're seeing colors for two hours, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's what happens. You never, you don't actually know what is going to come up. It might, it actually could be not not even related to past lives. Like I've had sessions, people just meet their spirit guides and then their spirit guide has a message or I've had some sessions, people just go to memories from this life, like childhood memories, or mm-hmm. um, just like recent memories, even. And I haven't had a session with future lives yet, but I know that some practitioners do have that too, or the person will go into a future
0: life. So: That's rare, no? Like, I, like whoever I talked about QHD, that seems like it's the rarest thing, no?
1: Yeah, I think it happens less frequently than the others, but um, I do know a few practitioners that have had those uh, experiences. So I think it's whatever the person needs to see, right? So um, if the future life, there's some message that they need to see or get from that, then they'll see that. So I guess maybe just people don't need to see that.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's what it is. I think we need to... Maybe take care of our previous kind of s- stuff, yeah, m- more so than like worrying about the future because all those practices like and, and sessions they really just make us like come back into this present moment and just work right now. You know, it's not necessarily what will happen because we we change the future, I believe, like yeah. many times. And because I worked with astrology too, I looked at like hundreds and hundreds of charts, I consulted people with astrology. And then at some point I got like this so disinterested in it because I was viewing like why I'm I didn't like predicting anything and I never was predicting. I was just trying to see tendencies of what I learned how to use astrology. And I was trying to see tendencies of if a person had like hard like I don't know what to do. I don't know like typical typical questions, you know, like what to do you know, or a relationship thing or a professional thing, like work or like talent. And I didn't want to predict and say like, oh, this is exactly what you need to do. But Mm -hmm. I wanted to see certain tendencies and just help out maybe in a direction where to go to. Yeah. And there were a lot of things that matched. And if people did, it kind of, it worked out. But I stopped looking at charts completely. I don't want to look at charts. I don't want to ask for your date (laughs) and place of birth. I don't want to see it. Like no one. (laughs) And and people kept asking and asking and asking. And I'm like, no, I'll give you money. No, nothing. I don't want to do with <laughs> it. I'm not looking at charts ever. <laughs> and... Yeah.
1: I think it can become a little bit of an identity that people latch on to if, mm-hmm. if people aren't careful with it. So, yeah, I've kind of had that feeling too. I've actually been... A little more interested in like I've never had oh yeah I did I had one chart reading from a QHHT practitioner because she also did astrology and it wasn't a thorough reading she was just kind of giving me an idea of what you can get from this reading but um, I don't so- know the stuff she said made a lot of sense for me at the time and but i never really was like oh yeah that is my, that is me that is who i am it was just kind of like okay that's useful information and then moved on
0: yeah then that, that's a good approach because a lot of people come to astrologers and it's just based on fear and whatever you tell them that fear just continues yeah like it it's and um the only thing that i got from astrology that stayed with me and it like it helps with my own um, improvement <laughs> um, uh, with my kids and like the schooling that we're doing because we're we're doing like a private homeschooling type of situation with my kids and their friends and stuff like that. And I want our own school, like a bigger school. It's it's a major theme to have smaller schools. But and what astrology helping is, is there's a thing, 12 houses, I don't know if you've heard of them. Yeah, it's basically your chart like it all the planets fall into a particular house. But a house is just a sphere and there's 12 spheres in our lives. Like the astrologers at some point, I don't know how they did it, but they did it like all whatever we're experiencing in life falls into those 12 spheres. And it's, and it's very without predicting anything without looking at anyone's charts, like we're all going through these spheres like our we were, we are born and we have a physical body. That's like one one sphere. It becomes like health, taking care of your physical body. That's like one sphere of life. And there's 12 spheres like this. So it helps me like, am I working on, on these things? It's like a good progression in life. Am I like if when I we teach our kids, like are we working on those spheres of life? So it's like a good, it's like a good, uh, what would you call it?
1: Like a guideline?
0: Like Yeah, yeah like a guideline of some sort. Yeah.
1: Yeah yeah
0: where you don't have to think and create a new thing it's already there those 12 seers were explained already although i think a lot of astrologers don't fully understand them in like a, a fundamental level what they mean they go too much again back to like astrology books and what those things mean scorpio means like like devilish like what, like whatever they come up with based on like previous astrology books and that's another thing i'm trying to do is record podcasts with astrologers and talk to them about those spheres without looking at charts it's Mm -hmm. super interesting
1: yeah yeah
0: for sure do you want to share more about like how you do the session and maybe we'll end on that i could talk about this forever
1: um (laughs) yeah so yeah the session it's like a it's around a four to six hour session kind of like we were talking about um the first two hours we'll just sit and kind of chat where I kind of get to know you and what you're looking for from the session and what you're dealing with in your life and just everything about you. And that helps me ask questions on your behalf while you're in the hypnosis. So we take a lot of time there to, um, so I can really understand who you are and what you are. And then after we're done that, that's when we'll do the hypnosis. So hypnosis is like around an hour and a half to two hours. And um, like we said earlier, it's kind of like a guided meditation. So you'll just lay down and go into a very relaxed state. And from there, you will get to experience um what whatever scene or image that comes up for you. So it can be a past life, it can be future life, it can be childhood memory, it can be colors. Whatever it is, um, mm-hmm. we'll just move through the experience. I'll just ask you questions and that'll kind of move us through the experience. Um, and depending how much time we have, sometimes we'll do more than one past life. So we'll do like a few or just a few different scenes, whatever works and whatever happens. And then um, we'll connect to the subconscious or the higher self, it's also called. And that's where we'll ask all of the questions that you bring to the session. So everyone gets to bring a, a list of questions and we'll go over them in the first two hours when we talk and then Um, in the hypnosis when we connect to the higher self that's when we'll ask those questions and also get confirmation on whatever scene you experienced at the beginning of the hypnosis so if that was a past life or colors or whatever we'll get clarification on why you saw that and how it applies to your current life and um, the the whole thing's recorded for you. So you get to keep that recording and listen to it. And that really helps to reinforce the messages that come through. And um, we always say to keep that recording on you and listen to it, like a few few months down the road, a year later, like keep it on you and listen to it every now and then, because those messages can, like you can hear something, you didn't hear the first time you listened to it and it can help you wherever you are so keep it on you and yeah then we'll bring you out of the hypnosis and then we'll kind of go over what you experienced and how you felt about the experience and and then i kick you out and then you go on your way
0: (laughs) (laughs) and you're doing it in edmonton like in person, right? Yeah, or QHHT,
1: the... yeah, it's in person in Edmonton. I also am willing to travel, like, if people want me to come to them or, like, they can't come to Edmonton, um, I do travel. So that is an option for people.
0: Calgary is, is somewhat close now? Or, like, no, not really. Calgary? Far. Yeah. How, yeah. How far is it?
1: It's, it's about like three, three hours. Hour yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: not too bad. I biked through Canada. Did you know that? You biked you that? through Canada? I, I biked coast to coast. Vancouver to Halifax. Yeah. Wow.
1: When, when did you do that? I
0: did that in 2015. So like six years ago. Almost seven, I think. Yeah, that was fun. I went through Calgary. Uh, but Edmonton is north than that, yeah. But I, th- I thought it was around three hours away from that, yeah. Mm -hmm. but yeah it took me 30 days it was fun fun trip wow calgary was a breeze coming from Banff to calgary like my bike i didn't need to pedal it was just down 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 down
1: yeah it was great that's good
0: um probably i I really want to do it again at some point but i feel like i was super lucky not to get into an accident of some sort because some roads in ontario were crazy like there's no shoulder at all and i had to go at, at night at some points but yeah, it was fun. So you're doing it in Edmonton. Are you are you like doing it full time, or you're still like halfway, kind of doing um, it? Well,
1: I don't know. It's kind of full time, kind of not full time. <laughs>
0: right.
1: I I would like to be doing more sessions, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I'm just kind of going with the flow and taking what's here now and then i know that it is growing so like i just started doing this full time a few months ago so um it's just takes a little bit of time to get my name out there and
0: no for sure no that's great even doing this podcast i'll clip like the, the last part that you talked about especially like the process itself and i'll like put it out i'll tag edmonton in it and like all that stuff like i think it helps because yeah. it shares your story it's easier to talk to someone I think even like me who interrupts constantly and talks about himself all the time <laughs> but at least I'll clip that what you just shared I was very patient listening <laughs> I'll clip that and I'll put that out and like so these I think it'll be great yeah and I also like I talk a lot especially the, like the first time I talk to someone because I just want them to listen to me kind of more a little bit because they'll... Like, if you know me, you'll have an easier time to talk to me because, like, I'm, I'm super easy to talk to mm-hmm. when I'm not interrupting, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and and I really want to have, like, more conversations with you ab- about QHT itself, so, like, especially once you get more sessions and it gets super interesting. I still go on, like, websites of QHT practitioners and I read their stories and it's, like... It's like the, reading another Dolores book. Yeah. Know? It's like, it doesn't matter if, it, if you write it or Dolores writes it. It's those experiences in those sessions is what, it would, like, what matters, you know? Mm-hmm. And another thought where right now came is that it would be super cool if Ozark Mountain publishes a book, like, by someone younger like you. Like, like maybe you write down your sessions or, like, talk to people who are okay with you maybe, like, changing names but keeping the stories
1: yeah
0: and then having like a younger face on 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 their website and publishing someone from like your age that would be super cool Mm -hmm. because then that book will relate to a lot like a lot of people your age in universities and that like transitioning kind of stage of work what work do they do like where do they go it could be a lot funner for them to read a book from you than someone else from that roster of amazing people yeah amazing yeah. wise people i think that could be a good idea
1: yeah yeah definitely something to consider i think
0: maybe last question like you're do you want to do this full-time are there like other interests we like what do you search on instagram or youtube what's like well, what other interests do you have um or is it all metaphysical well life.
1: I'm I'm really just I like sharing about just like how to live your life happily. Like just mm. like the way of life. Like that's kinda of what I am really, really passionate about. And QHH is just it's kinda of like just it's something I do that helps people, but I I have a lot that I would love to share like i've kind of been in that stage recently of considering okay like what what else could i do and do i want to do something more i i feel like i have this this energy to do something more you're very
0: creative yeah it's like you can see that through what kind of posts you like the reels that you make like you're very creative and, yeah. and QHST allows you to be very creative. It's not a dry thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like those stories, imagine like, do you follow anyone who, who makes like skits, like comedy skits or stuff like that? Like every QHST session, there's something in it that could become a, a skit. Yeah. Like a short skit. I think it's. And that, like you, you do that, and then it brings you more people to do sessions with because mm-hmm. people will connect through, through those videos. It's almost yeah. like whatever you're already doing in in the reels, but more of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. That that has been a, a plan I've been wanting to do is share more stories about what happens in the session, so people can get an idea of what can really what the possibilities are with it.
0: Yeah, I think I, I always wanted more younger people doing well, doing content for it because I think that's how will like get get out not just through people in their midlife crisis it's in in their like quarterly life crisis you know we need younger people but um yeah no it was it was super cool to talk to you i hope you'll talk talk less you know me a little bit
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: I hope you'll share more more sessions, more stories or whatever you else you do. Maybe it, it, it won't be QHHT. Maybe you'll become a makeup influencer. I don't know. <laughs> you're 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 19. You could change your you could change your direction completely and yeah. in a year we'll be talking about your I don't know, makeup label, I don't know <laughs> what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows I don't know about
1: the makeup thing, but
0: <laughs> um well yeah like it could be anything i I mean like it'd be completely anything you know yeah
1: yeah
0: but it was it was just fun to talk to you and this practice is super amazing very important i like highly suggest anyone doing it at least once in their life and it's almost doesn't doesn't matter like level one two or three like Mm -hmm. when people go on the website like level ones are completely able to give you um uh, a good experience of what qshht is like yeah they've done the course they've done like they they have enough if they care about people what they do like it's it's impossible for it not to be a good session because it's Mm -hmm. it's really you're you're just trained to safely do a proper guided meditation yeah but it goes deeper in that but basically that's what it is and people underestimate what can be done in a two-hour guided meditation not mm-hmm. not a recorded, but somewhere where like you're actually with the person you're listening to them, what they say, and you are back and forth guiding them like that um yeah, do we end here? any last last yeah. comments, suggestions for me um, um, anything
1: no, yeah, that was good i and yeah, I would love to do another uh podcast too, like a part two whenever that happens it,
0: let's do it maybe maybe like a uh maybe some form of a regression because i know the lores did like half an hour group regression i don't think that has to be done um in person
1: no i think yeah. that
0: can totally be done like on a podcast kind of setting
1: yeah
0: it's, it's good practice for you too for to practice the voice to practice guiding you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's
0: that, something we can do yeah
1: we can yeah for sure
0: Yeah, maybe think about it and then we'll, in a few months, we'll record that. Okay. We'll talk about the sessions, where you are right now with your thoughts, and then maybe we'll do like a 10, 15, 20, half an hour, I don't know, a regression Mm -hmm. of some sorts. Yeah. That'll be cool. All right.
1: Okay, well, yeah, it was great (laughs) talking to you.
0: It's awesome to get to know you a little bit. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I I apologize that I talked too much
1: no you didn't it was
0: i keep recording podcasts i keep recording podcasts with people and i just apologize in the dms and then my <laughs> wife listens to the podcast and she says why did you talk so much and then a good friend of mine i recorded podcast with him he's like yeah i just he said he sent me a message i just skipped through after our recording he said i just skipped eight times through the podcast and it's just you talking <laughs> <laughs> like, well damn it i don't know <laughs>
1: No, it's fine. Uh, I think it's great. It, it's like I listened to your other episodes and they were like I listened to the whole time. It was very interesting. So that's yeah,
0: great. I'm going to share this clip too with my wife. <laughs> if she, she's not going to listen to the whole thing, I'm going to clip this <laughs> and share it. <laughs> okay, awesome. So, we'll end on this then. All right, okay. Asia, nice talking to you. You too. We'll do part two for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: All right. Bye. Okay. Bye.
1: Goodbye. What? <laughs>